This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Do you want to make your Christmas easier when you live with multiple sclerosis? Click the link in the show notes and get your download. Hi, in today's episode, we're going to be looking at what to do if this is your first Christmas since your diagnosis, or maybe it's your first Christmas where your MS is affecting you, or perhaps it's the first time you've been with people since you've told them about your diagnosis. So we're going to look at what to do if you're going to be around other people. Now, I appreciate that in 2020, we've got absolutely no idea what's happening at Christmas and whether or not we're still going to be able to meet people or not. So this is an episode that you can come back to and it's not just about Christmas, it's about any big event. So we're going to explore how you might want to think about if you're going to be with other people, what might be impacts on your household and your kids, how can you care for you. Maybe your symptoms are visible, maybe you struggle with fatigue, maybe they're symptoms that you can hide or excuse. Perhaps you've not fully come to terms with things yet. Maybe you've not told anybody. Maybe it's the first time that you're going to see these people and you're really not sure of their reactions. So the issues in this podcast are all interlinked, but I'm going to try and unpick them. So the first point If you're going to be with other people or you're seeing them for the first time since diagnosis, do you want to discuss the diagnosis with people? If you do, when? At the event? Hmm, not too sure that's the best thing really. If you want some ideas on how to make things easier, a couple of things to consider. How do you want people to react to you at the event? What could you say to them if they ask something? Are you going to give them verse and chapter about all your symptoms and your difficulties? Because very quickly you can get along a certain route and end up going into lots of detail. What I do when people ask me, how are you, Bron? I'll say, I'm okay. And then I discourage any further questions by tagging on something such as, but this is a really lovely event, isn't it? This is really nice. I've not seen you for ages. How are you? And try and turn the tables a little. And then also, what do you need to do in advance to help you? And this depends on how visible and obvious your symptoms are. So if you've got mobility problems, Maybe you could let the host know. Maybe some extra space could help you. If you've got some weaknesses that affect your ability to use cutlery or pick up drinks, 
maybe somebody could help you out by passing things to you or helping to carry plates, etc. What if you've not told anybody yet? Imagine if you were at a family event and this event, it's a nice, happy event, and someone broke some sad news at that event. What might the reaction be? Who's going to end up being the focal point at the event? It's also got the potential of upsetting some of the people that are there because some people will be really teed off that someone, i.e. you, they're at the centre of things. And maybe other people will feel really, really upset. So just remember that Christmas or some other celebration, it's probably not the best time to tell people. If you do want to tell people, I know that everybody's in one place at one time, but it might be worthwhile just thinking of a good time before or after the event so that the event that you're celebrating is still a happy event. And if you are going to be with other people, how visible are your symptoms? Can you pass them off as something else if you don't want people to know? I spent 10 years going on trips and staying with my father-in-law and I passed off my fatigue, which is invisible, and my weak leg that causes walking issues. I passed them off as something else, but it did get really, really difficult. So he'd call me lazy and I had to learn to just turn a blind eye to it. My weak leg, I could usually put it down to I'd gone over on my ankle or I'd got muscle strain from running, whatever it might be. I've known sometimes I've used an excuse for my, t- my fatigue and I've said, I think I'm coming down with something, so I just need to rest. But it did take loads of strength of character to keep dealing with all the jibes about me being lazy. And eventually I did have to fess up as to what was going on. So have a think about how visible are your symptoms. And just because you've got some doesn't mean you've got to necessarily say, oh yeah, I've got MS. If you don't want to tell people, how can you excuse them? Now then, whether or not they're obvious symptoms, you might want people to know. If people are going to see your symptoms for the first time, it just might be easier to have a conversation in advance. How are you going to tell them? When will you tell them? What words are you going to use to tell them? So let's assume you're going to tell them in advance. How are you going to do it? So you could write to them. You're possibly going to be sending cards anyway. So if there's space for a note, you could write something and make it into a light-hearted way, if there is such a thing, to break the news. Doing it on a card or something like that has its benefits if you use the right wording, because you don't have to then go into a full-blown discussion about it. So that's one option. However, 
some people are going to read it and want to get in touch. So don't post a hundred cards. Or let's be honest, don't post your 20 cards on the same day. You just might want to stagger things a little bit so that not everybody sees it, reads it and calls you up. And you also might want to have a little think about what you're going to say if anybody does call. That's how you can tell people not being with them in person. Telling them face to face, that's going to be more tricky if you're still coming to terms with things yourself. Sending a text message or an email to one person at a time is not a bad idea. So a little opener that you might want to try. Since I last saw you, I've found out I've got multiple sclerosis and I might look a little bit wobbly when we get together or depending on your symptoms. I use a wheelchair or my vision's playing up so I've got an eye patch. And I just wanted to let you know. So that's just an idea of something that you could say. And then encourage them to ask any questions and to find out what's going on if they want to. So now thinking about coming back to this, it is your first Christmas or event. What are the impacts on your household? What are the impacts on your kids? And if you've got young kids, it's really tough at Christmas time. Avoid Elf on the Shelf. Elf on the Shelf. It's a daily commitment to do something crazy overnight with the naughty little elf and, av- and avoid leaving everything until the last minute if you can. So how are you going to deal with being in your household when the excitement levels are rising? And I know I'm really guilty of, in my own mind, I might think through what I want to happen but I'm not very good at communicating it. Here's something that might just help. And it's going through four different steps to think, ask, plan and do. Because normally we'd say think, plan and do. But we're going to put in there, ask as an extra step. So the bit about thinking. I want you to think about things from your own perspective first. Think about what you might need help with. It might be with the shopping. It might be with slowing down. It might be handling all the late nights or not wanting and not being able to do everything. And then are you the type of family that can sit and talk about your challenges? It's okay if you're not the type of family that does that, then you're probably in the majority because I don't think many families will sit down and talk through challenges. But once you've done the thinking, I'm encouraging you to move on and ask and ask your family first. Ask them, have they got any worries or concerns that they've got about you and this event? If they've not got any, then you can just say, well, I've got a couple of concerns. So you can say, I might struggle to get all the shopping done. You could say to the kids, do you know what? Santa always gives special love to children whose mummies and daddies are poorly. But he can only do it if he knows that you're going to be helping mummy and daddy as well. And going to bed early and letting them have a little rest when they need to. Just have that discussion 
and start off by asking if there's anything that's worrying them and concerning them about what's going on with you in relation to Christmas. The next step, plan who can help. So have a listen to episode 34 and then you'll get a lot more tips about some steps that you can take because it gives you some ideas about some planning in the approach to Christmas on the day and thinking about what the impacts are if nobody helps. But what I didn't cover in episode 34 and what might be a really good idea is just having got in your mind and talked with the rest of your family or whoever's going to be there coming up with some phrases or words that you can use, such as, I'm looking for some help with carrying these things. I'm looking for some help with getting all these gifts wrapped and sellotaped and made to look beautiful. The supermarket delivery. How do you feel about communicating your diagnosis to the online delivery service? That might just help you with your booking and getting deliveries during COVID. What about things if you've got kids when you're going to watch the Christmas play or if you're going to visit Santa? Do you need to find out if they've got special arrangements, if you've got problems with mobility or problems with fatigue? Because very often there's a way that you can get to the front of the queue or you might be able to get a chair that's accessible etc. So do think about these things. So we've talked about thinking, we've talked asking, we've talked planning and now do. So now do get Christmas underway but do it with consideration for what you can do and do it with heaps of consideration for having fun. And on the day I want you to take care of you. I want you to pace yourself I want you to schedule what you're going to be doing today and this week. I want you to make sure you're taking breaks. And I want you to make sure that you are making the most of when you're feeling good. So make sure you enjoy Christmas on your terms. Remember to have fun. It's all about giving and it's all about family and the reason behind the celebration. So there you have it. Some ideas for if it's your first Christmas since you've had your diagnosis. And I know these are scary times. And I know you're going to want to just put it out of your mind and enjoy yourself. So hopefully you've got a few ideas and tips that you can implement. But thank you ever so much for listening to today's episode. And I do hope that you're going to have a lovely time, whatever you do, this Christmas. Do you want to make your Christmas easier when you live with multiple sclerosis? Click the link in the show notes and get your download. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS Show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. 
You've been listening to the MS Show podcast. 